When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes the world looks like a wonderland twinkling with snow. Holiday displays fill shop windows, stock and tongue in a row. You're searching for something to make the season merry and bright. Just remember, even Santa himself got some help for all those foggy nights. Every passion needs a stern And old Scott Calvin feels the burn You know, Bernard, the head elf From the hit movie, The Santa Claus If you need December cheer Just ask You know you need a team Even if you're a magical deer They say hindsight's 2020. But that ain't far enough behind me So if you ain't the Easter Bunny I think hindsight's 1990 There's no need to pretend I got a hand I can lend Cause when you really need a friend Just ask Shit 90 Shows Taught Me Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, can that intro be any more better? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, we should have done when we were doing our like, we always, so behind the scenes, we always like clap in so that I can align the tracks later for audio purposes, but we should have done the... Yes, that seems problematic when lining it up, but we should have done that. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Lots of claps. Yeah, yeah. Jess, um, when we're releasing this, it is Christmas. So happy holidays. Oh, Merry yeah. Christmas to all. Merry and all Christmas, a good night. everybody. And now we end it because we say good night. That was the whole that's that the, whole the whole podcast. podcast. You're welcome. Yeah. But so yeah, we're this here. is our let me think about this. It's not so this won't be our last podcast for the end of the year, but it's our last bonus podcast for the year. So like I guess we do this in every pod. I don't know. I'm just trying to think like I just want to say thanks to everybody. Like it's been another great year for us. I think like Mm -hmm. it's hard to imagine we've been doing this for like, you know, about a year and a half, a little little less than that. And I can't believe we've been podcasting, I mean, honestly, pretty consistently all throughout 2021. Yes, we've been busy bees. It's been a great year. I wonder Um, how many podcasts we've put out this year. I don't know. I know we've put out like a ton of podcasts in general, but I don't know how many were this year specifically. Uh, Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, right now, as like a total, we are up to like a hundred and... Goodness, you're really well, putting just, me on the spot. Sorry, sorry. About no, this. I'm thinking. I'm thinking if you if you put it in general terms, we've podcasted about Dawson's Creek every week, Boy Meets World mm-hmm. every week, so that's over a mm-hmm. hundred. Yeah, we. Okay, so I got the number. Um, 
since the beginning, we've released 153 podcasts. And wow. I would say, like, probably, like, two-thirds of it was in... Is this year? Was yeah. in two, 2021. It's been busy. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, Dawson's Creek, we didn't even start Dawson's Creek until 2021. And Gosh, we've released... Yeah, 53 Dawson's Creek episodes. So it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, it's been a busy year for us. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, another thing that we did this year was cover the Friends reunion. Yes, we did do that. So we've talked... This is our third podcast about friends then talking about friends yeah so yeah. if you missed it um last year we put out a podcast about the friends thanksgiving episodes um those are particularly iconic i think if you ask most people more iconic than the christmas ones i think mm-hmm. friends is known for their thanksgiving episodes um and then this year we decided you know what we'll keep the trend going let's do the christmas ones um so we have eight christmas episodes to discuss and rank yes um, season one it's a new year's eve episode so we decided like we're not that's not really count in my opinion mm-hmm. um as a christmas themed episode in season 10 they didn't have one so we just have eight yeah. episodes here two through nine to yeah. uh, to chat about today i will say that some people consider um in season seven there being two holiday episodes um because there was one like where ross gave phoebe a bike um oh so some people do consider that a holiday episode but we don't screw you episode seven phoebe gets bike i mean the thing is is like the holiday armadillo is way more iconic i think so yeah um so yeah those are the episodes and we'll we'll shout out the season uh the actual like episodes if you want to go back and give them a watch before you listen but basically we're going to do the same format we did for the thanksgiving episode so we're going to talk briefly we're not here to recap the episodes for you we're going to talk briefly about the episodes and then we're going to rank them as we go and we'll see kind of where we fall um i think like i gotta say i think i definitely enjoy the thanksgiving episodes more i just think those are the ones that are more iconic because sometimes friends like not everything is about Christmas or the holidays mm-hmm. in these episodes. Um, so we'll we'll talk through that. And of course, we do have a clip show in here as well. Um, so we'll see where that ranks with us. Yeah. And the caveat is that we have to agree. Like we can't have a Jessica list and we can't have a Sarah yes. list. Like we have to come up with the definitive yeah. shit 90 shows taught me friends list but I agree with you I was going into this being like you know kind of like revisionist history like oh all of the holiday episodes are so iconic and Mm. I was watching it and I was like you know what these are not as good as the Thanksgiving episodes um but that's fine because every single show in the galaxy has Christmas episodes and not every uh like show in the galaxy has thanksgiving episodes so thanksgiving friends has thanksgiving it's like the relative that's like this is my holiday like nobody else can (laughs) like throw this holiday but me it's like friends is like that it's like thanksgiving is our holiday Uh, yes no one else does it like we do but a lot of other people do holiday or christmas episodes so Um, let's, let's jump in because we're going to start in season two. Like we said, season one has more of a New Year's episode, so we're not covering that. But season two has season two, episode nine, the one with Phoebe's dad. Um, a heartfelt Christmas episode. It is. It is. But it does have its funny moments. Um, 
basically, so Phoebe, this is meant as mainly like a Phoebe story where she, this her whole life, she has thought her father is the guy that comes in the frames when you when you buy them, right? The, the right. model. So when you exactly, so like when you get the frames, there's always like the model family, and especially if you're not very good at like getting your uh, photos printed, like sometimes mm-hmm. like those people in the frames become your actual family members, but. Uh, Phoebe's mom and grandma always told her that this dude was her dad. So she Mm -hmm. spent her whole entire life believing that was her dad. And um, Ross got like a photo frame. She's like, oh, my God, you have a picture of my dad. Yeah, that's my dad. He's a tree surgeon. Um, A tree, a a very prominent, famous tree surgeon. Yes. So she finds out, obviously, that that is not her father. Her grandmother finally tells her the truth. He lives in upstate. He's a pharmacist. Um, So she heads up with Chandler and Joey in her grandmother's cab. Oh, which is like so breaking down. It's smoking. It's so terrible. Doesn't have a seatbelt. Tell me why that's like literally my car now. It was terrifying. Um, yeah. The fact that Phoebe has a cheat sheet for driving should concern us all. <laughs> um, so they're going to visit her father, but she can't get the courage up to her. She she just can't herself get herself to go to the door. Yeah, um, she it makes it like sad. She like makes it, it like a foot and then runs back and then makes it to the mailbox and runs back. Yeah. And she actually never got to meet her dad like she no, but never she knows where it. he is and that's enough yes. for her now which I mm-hmm. appreciate that it's a small step like they don't necessarily need to do the full Monty this episode yeah. and I also appreciate Chandler and Joey being like very supportive friends you know they're oh, yeah. the whole point is they're supposed to go shopping after the fact but right. they like, were very I feel supportive like the whole time trying to like catch the um like the outlets like they're yeah like, um, what's the outlets that we went to? Woodbury? Woodbury yeah, Commons, like Woodbury Commons. Like, they're trying to, like, get to the outlets to go Christmas shopping because they didn't go Christmas shopping yet. Yes. And they're great. Like, they are really supportive of Phoebe and they, like, hype her up. Um, we don't see Phoebe never meets her dad, right? Like, she eventually meets her brother, of course. And then by the time she meets her brother, doesn't uh, her brother say that their dad passed away? Uh, Well, he left and never came back. He left. Okay. Yeah. So she has. So she has a few different relatives, right? Like she has her actual dad, and she has her like stepfather. But her stepfather's in jail. We learn. Right. Um. Yes. And then we meet. I'm trying to think. At her grandmother's funeral, I believe she meets her father. Um. I think he stops by, or it could be her stepfather. I'm not remembering exactly, Hmm. but he does show up. Um. So, yes, yeah, so we get but eventually she does get to meet her half brother and, you know, all as well. And he's a great character, too. So um, but yeah, very sweet storyline. And then the other major storyline we get is like Rachel and Monica are poor. Um, So they're giving cookies out instead of money for tips for, you know, the super and, you know, the mail delivery guy or whatever, you know, all the people that you have to tip around Christmas. Um, And like, I I get it. Like, I think it's in my opinion, giving cookies is better than giving nothing. Um, yes, nothing. I, yes. So I don't understand why everybody is so mean to them. I mean, they want cash. They've worked hard all year and they want cash. You got to think like these are the people that get treated the worst in I'm the sure, entire but, neighborhood. But so you're they saying there are people that I feel like they should be mean to the people that don't give anything. Don't give be mean to the people who make cookies for you because there has to be people who don't give you anything. You should get cookies plus ma- money. Money and cookies. cookies That's what we do for our um, our mail person. We give them cookies and money. That's very nice. 
Yeah. I feel I like mean, they deserve it. I would yeah. not want to be a postal worker having to walk in the, this weather, you know? I honestly don't even know who my current mail person is. So I don't even know Our who mail I would give money to. definitely has changed. But so, yeah. So then everybody's like making fun of them for doing this and they throw a holiday party and their radiator breaks. They like break the handle off it and it gets so hot in their apartment. Yeah, like Ross like hulks a screw like opens the radiator and yeah. like pulls off the radiator tab and they can't fix it and they try to call the super and the super's like yeah, like I can't get the part until Tuesday. So they throw this party anyway and it becomes like a themed party of like a tropical Tropical party. I feel like it couldn't be that. If they just opened all the windows in a New York winter, like a typical New York winter. The breeze would come I in. I feel like the breeze would be enough to cool it off. Although maybe not, depending on how many people you have in there, I well, suppose. That's a lot of, it's a big party. So Mr. Trigger comes in and Ross is like, you need to tip them. Uh, tip him and they're like, you know, the girls are like, no, like we're not going to tip him. And then Ross tips him and he's like, um, yeah, like I told the girls, I can't get the part till Tuesday. And yeah. they're like, so you did like the cookies? And he was like, yeah, they were so thoughtful. Mr. Really Trigger is a very cute side character. He's in the show a couple times. You know, mm-hmm. he dances with Joey in that one episode. Like, he's a very sweet, sweet guy. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Oh, and the other, uh, the underlying issue here is Ross and Rachel have just broken up because he made the really awful list about oh, her. Oh, right. Which is like what, that. something that we covered last time in the Thanksgiving episode. Exactly. And so they're still like he's still in very hot water on the outs. And so he's trying to like prove to Rachel that he has like gusto, you know, that he's bold enough. And um, his hair is not too greasy. Yes. She calls him whiny, insecure and gutless. And then he has too much hair gel in his hair and also (laughs) obsessive, which like as a fellow person who is obsessive, totally get it, Ross. But you are obsessive. Um, Yes. And yeah, and so we get that whole issue, which is very funny. And then at the end of the day, Joey and Chandler end up getting really awful gifts for everybody because the only place they could really buy their gifts was a gas station. Um, so yeah, Rachel which, gets- yeah, I was going to, you list them and then we can talk about which we would want the most. Okay, so Rachel got wiper blades and new car smell, even though she does not have a car. Um, Phoebe got toilet seat covers. Uh, Ross got a cola and a lemon lime soda. And Monica got condoms. Okay, so what would you want out of the sponge? Who got the best gift? Um, I don't think I would want wiper blades because they're very it depends on the what type of car you have. Like not it's not a one size fits all type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um toilet seat covers. I don't know like here's the thing. I know they exist and I know some people use them. They're not in all public bathrooms, but they do have them around. I feel like it's worse to use a toilet seat cover than to not because they move, they shift all over the place when you go to sit down on them. I don't know. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> I want the toilet seat covers. I don't, That's what you would I, pick? Yeah, I don't have a problem with the toilet seat covers. I would, my, what I would pick is I would pick the cola and the lemon lime soda. Wow. Okay. That's, this, they're, they're all crap. Like I mean, the condoms crap. are a close second, but. They are. I mean, they're useful, but like, I just think of all these things. Yeah, I'd take the cola and lemon lime. Actually, as a matter of fact, my husband and I do advent calendars together. And last year for one of our advents, he put like a photo of this scene of where Joey and Chandler are giving mm. Ross these sodas. And he got me like a Diet Coke and a Sprite. As, like, oh, a joke. I love that. Yeah. And Here. a lemon lime. <laughs> um, Do you want? Yeah. Uh, apparently, this is the first episode that Gumfer had a line. 
Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. He says the word yeah. And it's the first appearance of Phoebe's grandmother's taxi. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And that does come back. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. I feel like it has everything. It has comedy. It has heart. It yes. has forward momentum for Phoebe. Yes. Um, I and I thought there was enough Christmas here. Like there's enough Christmas spirit in this episode where I don't think you can say the same about every episode in this grouping here. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. What do you think? Yeah, I liked it, too. I thought that it was really sweet. I liked the fact that um, we get, like, two, like, interesting storylines. Sometimes one is better than the other. And the A plot and the B plot were equally as entertaining. It wasn't, like, rolling on the floor laughing, but I did think that was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. And th- so th- obviously this one is number one currently. Because <laughs> we haven't talked <laughs> anything out else. of one. What, what a winner. What <laughs> um, a winner. Do you want to move on to the season three episode that we are going to talk about? The one where Rachel quits. Yes. Season three, episode 10. Um, The main storyline, Rachel is tired of being a waitress um, mm-hmm. at Central Perk. Uh, she wants to quit. Joey and uh, Chandler keep telling her she should quit. She needs she needs the fear in order to get a new job because she's not. I, I've heard this before where you should, you know, it, it, I think it depends on the person. But mm-hmm. like some people think like, oh, if I'm comfortable in the job I'm at, I'm never going to look. Um, and that's how Rachel feels. Yes. Yeah. Because she's just she's comfortable. Like she's comfortable mm-hmm. at Central Perk. She doesn't have to actually do her job. Gunther's like obsessed with her. So even if she exactly. does suck as a waitress, like it doesn't matter. He did want her to like go back to <laughs> training. Please the best retrain. Part was, like, the best part when he's like, oh, what if we put the trays here? And she's like, oh, you know, that's a great idea. You should tell the other waitresses. <laughs> and he's like, they already do it. And she's just like, oh, my gosh, I thought the tray spot was like a weird club. They had. <laughs> I like that line too. That was really, really good. But like Rachel's like so pissed off because she's like, I don't need help with my training. She's like, I know what I'm doing, but like obviously she just sucks. One of my favorite like running gags throughout the first couple seasons when Rachel is a waitress is how bad she is and how like she keeps fucking up and giving people the wrong orders. Oh, she she stinks. Like it's the the infamous like she delivers everybody's order and then they like all switch. Yeah. Yeah. And like her last order where they do like the graduation song, she gives Chandler coffee and he ordered tea. Like she is the worst waitress. But like surprisingly she's great at fashion so it's just like really like what you are passionate about yes you're gonna be good at well that's what she says she says she doesn't care about it so of course she's not gonna attempt to to do well at it yeah um so that is her storyline um we have ross who breaks this little girl's leg by accident by accident she's in the brown birds which is very much like girl scouts Mm -hmm. um they're selling cookies and this little girl is a little girl she just wants a trip to space camp she has like a tragic life like her dad like sells all their valuables for gambling and she doesn't have a tv and all she wants to do is go to space camp and he feels so guilty that he becomes an honorary brown bird for this girl sarah tuttle and um tries to sell cookies which does a pretty good job like he has a knack for it but it's also like very cringy a lot of the time because I'm like he's like in the brown birds meeting with all these little girls like it's very strange and something that certainly probably wouldn't be a storyline nowadays mm-hmm. um but I love some of the cookie names like the Hanukkah Minorios 
killed That's me. That's good. Um, like, what is it? The the cream-filled Jesuses or something they had? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Mint yeah. treasures. Yeah. Uh, it is very funny. And he, like, finds out that if he just goes and hangs out by NYU, he'll, like... Get like the munchy upside. Of All of the students the are high and yeah. Cookie Dude, Cookie Dude, <laughs> and then we have Monica struggling because she was oh. a brown bird once, and like she had an obsession with these cookies. So I I thought this was a fun storyline as well. Did I ever um tell you about the time that I got disqualified from the Girl Scouts cookie selling contest? No, please share. So okay, so I was a Girl Scout, and as you know. You know, you have to sell these cookies. Like, it's a thing. Like, you have to go sell them. So, one year, my mom volunteered to be, like, the cookie mom, which is, like, when all the people's cookies, like, comes to our house and, like, we distribute them. So, like, we were very excited about this. And I was, like, very excited to sell cookies. And, like, there was prizes as well. I think that there was, like, a catalog and you can choose your prize depending on, like, how many boxes you sold. So, one day... This is definitely in elementary school. Don't remember what grade I was in. Um, the cookie, we got like our cookie stuff and like t- like the, the, the sheet to sell it and blah, 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 blah. And I was so excited that I go to the school secretary and I asked her to buy cookies. And she was like, um, I can, like, I can't, like, you know, can't do favoritism. Yeah. Turns out I tried to sell those cookies before I officially started and she narked on me to, like, I don't know, the cookie foundation. And I got disqualified from the cookie selling contest that year. They're very strict. Oh yeah, I got dis- literally what disqualified. What cookie Nazis are these? I don't know. Like, she narked on me and she, like, told on me. What so a bitch. All of the people's cookies, like, started coming to our house. And, like, I didn't sell cookies. I got disqualified. Like, I couldn't. Like so, I just imagine like, you've held this grudge against this lady for the rest of your life. Like the, it was a mistake. It wasn't like a genuine. Like I'm purposely meant to sell cookies to get like a jump on it. I was just excited, and yeah, she like totally told on me to I don't know the cookie authorities. I got disqualified, and then everybody else's cookies like started coming in, and they were like, um, it was just like into my like our house because like I said, we were the ones that like got all the cookies and distributed yeah. them to all the other kids. Uh, and it was very sour. It was very, very sour. So, what a bitch. Um, yeah, I, it's pretty unbelievable, but it's ridiculous. Something I, happened. I was in Girl Scouts for like one year. I was a brownie. I know there was like different levels, and brownies like young. one of the first ones. Yep. And I fucking well, hate daisies <laughs> are the first one, then brownie. What is the first one? Daisies. Okay, so I think I did daisies and then brownies and then I quit because I fucking hated it. Yeah. Um, it was the worst. I, I am not someone who ever enjoyed like any type of sales, any type of thing where I had to go around and sell things. Yeah, no wrapping paper for you. I hated chocolate. it. Well, mainly because yeah. as much as I love talking, as anybody who listens to this podcast knows, I don't like talking to strangers. I don't like going to people's houses. I don't like having to sell things to them. I didn't like it. And I didn't want to do it. And I'm pretty sure I just didn't enjoy the whole thing in general. And so my mom let me quit. But yeah, Ross is really good at this. But of course, he still doesn't end up succeeding because somebody else sold like 800 boxes or something. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so he ends up putting his own special space camp together um, for the Which kid. Which that I felt like I wasn't like Very weirded creepy. out. Yeah, I wasn't weirded out by Ross going to the Girl Scout meeting. But when Ross, Joey, and Chandler had Sarah Tuttle over for her own personal space camp without yeah. her dad around, I was like, uh, who who's allowing this? <laughs> like, what is yeah. this? It was, I mean, the dad obviously seems to have some issues because he gambled away her college fund. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was weird. And the only, the other storyline that we haven't talked about yet is Joey has a job selling Christmas trees. And Phoebe is devastated that they keep putting old dead trees through the chipper. And yeah, so I love this storyline. This is, this is probably my fulfilled. favorite storyline out of the three. I, they haven't fulfilled their Christmas destiny. <laughs> yeah, all trees have to get sold so they can fulfill their Christmas destiny. And this is like something that like Phoebe started like getting on to because at first she was like, I'm anti-Christmas tree. Like, I don't like people cutting it. down innocent Christmas trees. But I Joey, get this because they're yeah. in the prime. Like, they're still growing. Like, they're not. Yes. We're not cutting down trees because they're dead. We're cutting them down to put them in our house for a few weeks and then yes. they'll die. So I, yeah. I totally get her. Right. So, but like, they like, they were like, don't worry, Phoebe. Like, they need to fulfill their Christmas destiny. So then she goes and visits Joey at the Christmas tree farm. And then she realizes that there are old, dead, dying, dry trees that Charlie don't Brown fulfill trees. their Christmas destiny and yeah. have to go into the chipper, which is she's very upset by this. She loses Joey's sales. And it's just very emotional for her. But what they did wind up doing at the very end, which I love is the fact that um, they bought all the old brown Christmas trees and, like, put them in Monica's apartment, which I really, really liked. The only thing that Will and I were both commenting about this is, like, how annoying it would be to buy a real Christmas tree if you lived in the city because you don't usually have a car, so you're schlepping it all the way back, and they schlepped, like, 20 dead trees back to their apartment. There's um, Christmas tree delivery companies that, like, I used to do for my boss yeah like we there's like a special like fancy ritzy Christmas tree delivery company that That is very fancy like oh we would like this tree and then like one day like the Christmas tree people would like deliver it and it wasn't like the guys in the street it was like an official business yeah ritzy so strange yeah um and Um, then finally rachel um winds up getting a job at fortunata fortunata fashions um with joey's help and she is happy because she never has to make coffee again but lo and behold as soon as she goes to her new job she will be making coffee yeah, and this is the grossest thing. The guy's like, who says you can't use coffee filters more than once? And I was like, that's fucking yeah. gross. Yeah, coffee filters gross. are literally like a penny a piece. Like, what are you talking about, dude? I Like, maybe they're like, oh, it's like extra flavor. Bar- barf, 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 barf. I don't know. I Disgusting. mean, I don't claim that negative energy. But no. some people might like it. Um, so where where are you feeling? What are you vibing with? What are you thinking goes, uh, are we putting season two above season one? So either the one with Phoebe's dad or the one where Rachel quits. Which one do you like better? On my list, I have the one where Rachel quits ahead of the one with Phoebe's dad because <laughs> I think it's funnier. We and already have. We, oh, no. We already uh, have 
an issue. Now, because, okay, so like, tell me why you think it's better. Yeah, I okay. So I especially love the Phoebe storyline in the in season two. I think I love the fact that she like is struggling with this whole thing with her dad, and I love the scene at the end with the really crappy Christmas gifts. I don't think that the um, hot apartment is as strong of a storyline, but I really love the Phoebe storyline specifically. And for season the three season three episode, I don't care for the Ross storyline. I think like it's a bit weird to watch I, nowadays. I, I like I, I still like the Ross storyline. I like the Phoebe storyline in the one where Rachel quits because mm-hmm. I just like the Christmas trees, the it's dead Christmas, Christmas trees. I, I think it's funnier. I think that you know the three storylines are strong while the two storylines you have one weak storyline and one not like like good storyline yeah i mean i don't feel super strongly about this so i'll put i'll i'll agree with you i'll concede here we could put season threes the one where rachel quits at at the top because i think it's close it's definitely close it is Um, and i do love the i love the line cookie dude and i love when um ross calls that other kid a scrud i think that's like hilarious (laughs) Um, yeah you're a scrud (laughs) i could she's like why don't you look in the mirror scrud he's like i don't need to i could just look at you (laughs) <laughs> yeah Ross like fighting with the little girls Over the cookies is so funny It is funny okay so we can agree So season three is at the top Currently with season two just behind it On to season four's episode The one with the girl from Poughkeepsie uh, My first question is Would that joke land From somebody with you As a person from Albany Yeah no I don't get it I don't have anything I have nothing bad to say about people from Poughkeepsie so I do not know. Yeah, yeah. So um, right away, Chandler's joke blows. But in this one, we have. Um, so Monica is struggling with her new job. She has been for a few episodes at this point, yeah. right? Yep. Um, it's like she's the head chef, and nobody likes her. Nobody takes her seriously, and they like keep praying, like putting pranks on her they like burn her chef jacket they put quit bitch on her hat um, <laughs> I love Phoebe saying maybe they meant quiet bitch <laughs> like maybe you should talk more um, and I think that so then Chandler's like hey like why don't you like do what this like director does I forget Scorsese was it it was some director where they hire someone simply to fire them in front of everybody else to get everybody else scared yes and so Joey is going to be the person because he's free he has time um he loves he gets to he renames himself he rebrands himself as dragon um and he works for Monica but then he starts making yeah we do he starts making so much money that he doesn't want to quit this job like he wants to still work there um, but inevitably he he realizes like Monica's having a really rough time and so she fires him and you know everybody seems to finally listen yeah. to Monica. They're so mean to Monica. They like lock her mm. in the freezer and she gets laugh knocked at her, yeah with and marinara they, like, sauce. They like make up their own specials and make her make them. Why? I, can you do you remember why they're so mean to Monica? Yeah. So she wrote a so basically she becomes a critic a food critic she writes a negative review about this restaurant (laughs) and they call her and they want to hire her okay well turns out the head chef before her was related to 
all of the people in the restaurant. And so they're pissed at her, even though it's not her fault, but um, they're pissed at her. So that's that's why. But I mean, Mm -hmm. if I'm her, I fire one of them. They're all shit anyway. Yeah, I think that she should have fired all the employees, but she fired Dragon and everybody like respected her from then on. Right. Um, Which one of my things I will say that negatively impacts my score of this or my ranking of this episode is that it doesn't feel very Christmassy. So like that particular storyline, there is like nothing to do with the holidays or Christmas. True. Um, and then except get, that yeah like not even like um even joey was like i need to pay my rent not like i need to buy buy Christmas gifts, gifts. Yeah. although they i know one of the waiters at the time was like yeah people get really generous around the holidays but like that's mm-hmm. the only mention really yeah um and then we have Ross's storyline is he is taking the train and he's met two different women. He met a woman who just lives like uptown. Um, she's pretty. He guesses she's smart, but she's not fun. <laughs> Which I'm like, why would you bother? Just because she's local. Just because like, she's local. You live in the city. You live in one of the biggest cities in the United States and you can't find somebody to date. Uh, I mean, you find everybody to date, but then you start like, you know, running out of options it's a smaller it's a smaller city than you would think but he really likes this girl from poughkeepsie but it's really like sucking up all this time because she's like so far away and he's hemming and hawing about who he likes better and then ultimately phoebe's like you have to break up with both of them because you obviously don't like the local girl and the girl from poughkeepsie is like making you exhausted she lives too far away so he goes to take the train to poughkeepsie and he falls asleep, misses his stop, and winds up in Montreal next to, like, a pretty woman who asks him out for coffee. But uh, she is not only in Montreal, like, Montreal would be far enough, but she's mm-hmm. also, like, really from Nova Scotia. She's, she's two-hour ferry ride away from Montreal. Yeah. So that is how that gets resolved. And then we have the, um, the Rachel and Chandler storyline where Rachel... Um, is she's alone? She's lonely around the holidays, and Chandler is dating Kathy at the time. So he looks to set Rachel up with someone from his office, but he tells them that she's looking for a fling, which mm-hmm. means means like, oh, so she's just looking to have sex, basically. So all these guys right. start giving Chandler things to entice him to set yeah, them up with her to games, Rangers cigars, games, yeah, that fancy thing that I don't even know what it is. What I don't like. They were like, oh, like. Let's do like they like one guy a offered decanter. I don't know. Oh, um, some guy offered him something. Probably some um, sports related. And then he suggests like for her to go out with this guy Patrick, and she really had a great date with Patrick. And then, um, she realizes she realizes that Chandler mentioned that it was a fling, and she's like, no, like he's so gonna get the wrong idea of me because I. Also put out with him on the first date. So then Chandler goes back and was like, oh, no, like she's actually interested in a long term relationship. And then that scares Patrick. And then Rachel's like, no, why would you say that? Um, So it does not work out. But no, if it makes you feel better, Rachel, I didn't have to lie once um, when I was telling my colleagues about you. Um, And I kind of like this because it's like, how often do we get to see like Rachel and Chandler moments? Yeah, not it's not often. S- not super often. They do have like a sweet moment at the end. 
Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, I get it where Rachel's coming from, but also like, just don't lie to people, you know, like tell them be honest with what you're looking for. Yeah. And Um, then Phoebe's also writing a holiday song. Best part of the whole episode, because there isn't, again, there's not much Christmas content in Mm -hmm. this episode. Um, the main Christmas storyline is Phoebe writing this song. She's attempting to write a song and get everybody's names to rhyme. Now she gets very lucky. Hanukkah and Monica rhyme. Snowy and Joey rhyme. Um, but nothing rhymes with Rachel because <laughs> she does no. spin the dreidel, Rachel. And she's like, well, nothing rhymes with your stupid name. Did no. your dad call you Budolf? Um, so then she she does end up with a very cute song in the, at the end of the day. Um, but I don't know. For this episode, I mean, for me, it's very easily at the bottom of our current list because yeah. there's no Chris. There's like one Christmas storyline. And on top of that, even, okay, so let's pretend that that's not a metric of why, what I'm doing to rank these. I just think like, why I love the Phoebe stuff. I don't really care about the Ross stuff and the Mm -hmm. Rachel and Chandler stuff is like cute when he's like consoling her at the end. Um, the, the Monica stuff is fine. It's funny. It's serviceable, but it's not as funny as the other ones. Yeah, uh, there's no argument for me here. I agree. I think that um, with our current rankings, it is number three after the one with Phoebe's dad. Um, It's good. I think it's a good episode. But is it like the best holiday episode? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, there's there's much better ones out there. Um, So let's let's move on. We're going to we're going to talk next about season five, episode 10, the one with the inappropriate sister. Hmm. Yes. Um, So this one is interesting. We have Joey has a new roommate, which is Ross. I don't remember why Ross is here. So. It's a whole thing. So basically what happens is, so Ross and Emily's marriage falls apart. And so he starts losing it a little bit. Like he's in a really bad place mentally. Um, And then he has a situation where um, on Thanksgiving, if you remember the moist maker situation where um, he has leftovers for Monica and it's a nice turkey sandwich and he brings it to work and someone eats his sandwich and he loses it. Like he screams and yells. So he's on sabbatical. Okay. And then. Yes. Okay. I understand. I get it now because people thought that he was losing it. So they're like, you need a break from work. Yes. So he's on sabbatical. And then I, I believe it's the same episode. Something happens with his apartment as well. And he gets like kicked out or something like that. So he's currently living with Joey and Chandler. And it is for a very brief time, but it's very funny few episodes where they're all where those three are living together. Um, so that's kind of the background on on that story. Right. So Joey's trying to teach Ross how to be a slacker. Um, and Roz wants to coach Joey on how to be ambitious. So he suggests, why don't you write a script that eventually you can act in? This is such a stupid idea from Ross. Just because you're an actor doesn't mean you're a writer. Like those two things are not the same. That's very true. So Joey is not taking to his new writing career very well because he's too busy playing like fireball with Chandler. And then we get like a series of like Ross like reprimanding Joey for not doing his homework and Chandler being like, let's just have fun and like play fireball and all this crap. Because Ross is a fun sucker. 
Um, yeah. And I love the idea of fireball where it, uh, we don't know the exact rules, but we know it involves a tennis ball and like a blowtorch mm-hmm. um, and like some type of like getting a ball into a bowl or something. Yeah. Love so, it. yeah. So they they have fun. And then eventually Joey writes a script where it's like, dear friend, please forgive me because I was wrong. Dear other friend, please forgive me because I was wrong. We just had our friend's interests at heart. So he like forces Chandler yeah. and Ross to forgive each other. Um, and that's that. Like not a, not a great writer. No, I did love, like, I love how they come up with, like, Ultimate Fireball, where it somehow involves a bowling ball and a blowtorch. Like, very dangerous. I don't want to play Fireball. No. I mean, I don't think anybody should should play Fireball. No. Um, but, yeah, very, very funny storyline for those three. I love Ross organizing their fridge and it, everything is expired. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is, this section is for fruits and vegetables. This section is for, like, dairy products or dairy. something. And this is all the expired stuff. And that everything is thrown expired. out. <laughs> um, and then, meanwhile, Phoebe's storyline is that she, and I, I love Phoebe. The, the older I get, the more I love Phoebe. Um, she has, she wants, she's got the coveted spot in front of Macy's for like basically like they don't say Salvation Army but you know it's the Salvation you Army know the bell is. ringing yeah if you ha- are in the city around Christmas time you know that those Salvation Army people are just all over the place yeah they're ding, like ding, 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 always yeah the like you they're like you leave the train station and they're there and like you go to Times Square and they're there like they're yeah. everywhere especially yes Macy's they're there as well so she wants to spread joy all over the city and she starts off like really really good like she's really good at it she's spreading the joy um and but we know phoebe like doesn't suffer fools like she no. is not here to put up with bullshit she no. gets pissed off when somebody like tries to make a change out of her bucket nowadays you definitely couldn't do this because they're not open buckets anymore there's like a little slot for you right. to put your money in um but she gets pissed off at that people are trying to put like lint and like a cigarette and pee in it and like all this really disgusting stuff yeah yeah and it gets worse and worse and fee becomes um becomes more and more unhinged throughout the episode and she decides that she wants to be street phoebe and like go back to where she was and ultimately she starts like harassing old women i love this i love when like she has to give up her spot to that other lady and she's like watch out for that bitch she's <laughs> like this old lady i'll give you one piece of advice uh so yeah and then she gets kicked out of her spot forced to go to a less prominent spot um and the and only reason she got that spot in the first place is because she lied and said she spoke like 25 languages, which I love how they didn't ask for any proof on that. No. They just no. took her at her word. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, who needs a resume when you can just nope. lie? And then we get the main storyline. Um, Rachel is single uh, again, and she really likes this random guy, Danny. Yeah, he lives in their building. They've had some encounters with him um, where he they called him like Yeti Danny because he had like a lot of facial hair. Then he cleans <gasps> oh, up and he looks really nice. I remember Danny. That's Danny. OK, I remember Danny. Um, So he she really likes Danny. And Monica asks 
him out on a date for Rachel. So then they go. She's playing hard they, to get. Yeah. They but he doesn't date. care. Like he's not even yeah. paying attention. But she's so excited when she gets the date. And then she sees Danny with this girl on the subway. And she has like he has her arm around her and she's like really upset. But then she realizes um, he she finds out that it's her sister, his sister. And we meet his sister, Krista. And they have a very physically close relationship and they're like they wrestle and they they like, like here's the thing tickle it's tickling it's like tickle wrestling it's not even like normal wrestling well, exactly because we see like Rach um we see Monica and Ross wrestle, wrestle. and they're like you know like they're the normal one of my favorite things in the entire show is the relationship between Ross and Monica because they're so competitive. Yeah. And yeah, so they actually wrestle versus like Danny and his sister like tickle fight. She touches him in places that your sibling should not be touching you. It's creepy. Give it him really a napkin, let him clear up his yeah. junk himself. And like Rachel keeps us to talk, to keep having to talk herself out of like, is this weird? Is it not weird? Yeah. Like she's like, maybe I'm just like being like uber sensitive about it, but like no, like it is weird. And then finally she's like, no, I like I can't do it. Yeah. Like especially after Dan- seeing Danny and Krista on the couch at Central Perk and her wiping something off his pants, so she tries to cancel the date, and he's like. Why are you going to let, like, my close relationship with my family, like, affect our dating life? I thought that we had something really good. Yeah. And then the sister calls because she's drawn a bath and is, like, inviting him to the bath. And she's like, Rachel's like, no, no, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, I kind of hated this. Like, it was, I think this, like, really, like, pulls down the rankings, the storyline, because I like the Phoebe storyline, and like the Ross and Joey storyline is okay, but I really dislike the inappropriate sister. I think it's like you think that like the kids and the cookies are weird. I think this is weird. Yeah, see, I think for me, I I like the other storylines so much. Like I like the Phoebe and the Ross and Joey Chandler one so much that it does like that even though I don't care for the Danny and his sister stuff, it doesn't drag it down as much so for me personally I have this one above the girl from Poughkeepsie the one with the girl from Poughkeepsie and below so I would have it in third place currently I would have it season three season two then I would put season five and then season four just because I think the Poughkeepsie one there's like hardly any Christmas in it so it's not putting me in the Christmas spirit which is what I want or like the holiday spirit which is what I want these episodes to do but does it have the Christmas trees? The dead Christmas trees? This Which, this episode doesn't, know. No, the Poughkeepsie. Oh, the Poughkeepsie one? No, it has the song. No, it has, it the, has song. the song. Okay. It doesn't have the Christmas trees. Okay, fine. I can put this. Wait. In third. Yeah, this, uh, I could put it third. I don't. Yeah, so I it will personally, be. Personally, in my rankings, I don't have it. I have it below the girl from Poughkeepsie, but I'll give in because. Um, you're not touching my Christmas trees. <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I don't love it. I honestly, I really don't like. I we're really, on a similar really... page there, where it it was not like super super high for me. Um, so I'm fine with with it here. I think that. Um, I think that the Phoebe storyline pulls it up. To be Agreed. honest with you, Agreed. I think I th- that, and I do love Fireball as a concept. I think it's hilarious. Um. 
So yeah, well that was that was easy enough. Um the next one, very infamous for me. Um it's kind of a mix of like Christmas and New Year's because they're filming for a New Year's thing. Um so it's season 6 episode 10, the one with the routine. Um a classic Monica and Ross episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I also love the opening of this episode because it's them all decorating the tree and like you notice Monica's side of the tree looks like very nice and like put together like almost like what you would see in like a storefront window display and then you have like Rachel, Phoebe, and Joey's side I think it is. Chandler's looks like, there too. It looks like Tinsel threw up on it. It looks Oh horrible. no it looks horrible. It looks horrible but they're like yeah and like Ross comes in and is like oh you're like letting them work on the tree like yeah. are you okay and she's like yes like everybody can help with the tree and then they're like they they're done and they're like I don't know it doesn't like feel right and then she turns the tree like rotates it fully around yeah, and it's so like the shitty perfect, side is up at the window and hides the tinsel it's it's a great opening scene as well I yeah. really agree I am with Monica I am the person who like is very particular when I decorate the tree like any person I've ever dated gets a warning from my family on like like make sure you put the ornaments in the right spot or like because what I would do is like whoever I was with if they were decorating I would wait until they were done and then I would just like go and fix ones that I thought like oh wow good I just feel like like if your ornament is facing the wrong way then it's not correct like you have to try to hide the plugs on the lights we're not unreasonable that makes sense that's what I'm saying I'm being a I'm very reasonable yeah. Um. And certain things like if I have like if there's multiple of a certain ornament, then spread them out a little bit. You know, they don't need to be clumped into one area. Anyway, yeah, I could point see being, that. I connect with Monica here. She's definitely right. Right. Yeah. And at least like they kind of helped. So, <laughs> so that's that's the opening. Then we have this new. This is a new another new roommate, Janine. Because at this Ugh. point, we have. Chandler living with Monica like they're together right? they're t- well they were together last episode but they were still sneaking around at that point yeah now they are actually together and living, and living together. together and so we get Janine living with Joey and Janine fucking sucks for those of you who forgot Janine is horrible um this is the episode where like Joey and Janine first get together but it does not last very long Mm-hmm. Um, because so, she doesn't like Monica and Chandler. She like hates his friends. <laughs> so they had, and she had something with like Ross for a second. Because like Ross was like, I'm over Janine. Like I don't even want to hear about Janine. Oh, I think he just everybody had a crush on her. Was the thing right? Like, okay, he, yeah, that's all he's talking about. All right. So Janine is a dancer or an yes. actress, and she's going to be a party person on the Dick's Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve, and ask yes. Joey to be her dance partner. Meanwhile, Monica and Ross are like fangirling because they were huge yeah. fans of this as kids, um, and they want and they wind up coming along to the taping. And Joey's plan is that he wants to like try to make a move on Janine at midnight. Yeah, and then we get the party scene, and it is amazing <laughs> because. With- yeah, the routine. The, the routine. routine. So like they they're like Ross and Monica are like dancing and they're like dweebs. Like they but are it's such the dweebs. The best part is that like they're so 
overconfident about their yeah. dance skills which like, makes it so a million good. times funnier oh yeah it's so funny and they are trying to get on camera because they want to like prove to their yes. parents that they're cool yeah. um and on top of that they're trying to get to this like elevated platform where like they're featured and yeah. they're like we know what to do we're gonna do the routine so they have a dance routine from when they were kids um and they both remember the steps <laughs> they've been practicing it yeah yeah. And they just, they do the routine. And it is um, amazing, but, like, for all the wrong reasons. It's so bad. It's so funny. And the guy ends up saying, like, make sure you get that on video for the blooper reel. Like, that's yeah. how bad it is. Yeah. But, like, their excitement and their, how ridiculous they are is one of the highlights of this episode. It's so funny. Um, Ultimately, like, Joey and Janine end up kissing. No one really cares. Um, and the other storyline is we have Phoebe and Rachel always look for what Monica gets them and they can never find it because she's mm-hmm. so good at hiding them. And so then Chandler's like, oh, well, you can't do that. I'm not going to let you do that. And they, of course, manipulate him very easily. Um, they start looking, of course, Monica expected this, that Chandler would cave. Um, and so then they end up finding Chandler's gifts and he <laughs> got... <laughs> sucks yeah because he got phoebe bookends like an a through z bookends are these good gifts the bookends for readers yeah people if you're a reader yes but also yeah. i would argue that like there are better bookends out there than just ones that have a and z like yeah we don't ones. like as no no one likes as no unless <laughs> like maybe your initials are a z maybe then maybe then um but yeah so it was they're crap gifts um, and so then eventually uh, Rachel discovers them. They are hidden underneath the bench by the window. Um, and Chandler does a good job. He like talks them down from actually opening them. But of course, Monica walks in and discovers them. And it's like, you know how long it took me to pick up that air purifier for you? And Chandler's <laughs> like, what the fuck? An air purifier? He's like, and that's what we were trying to like find? Like not yeah. worth it. Not worth Crap. it. Crap. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want an air purifier either. Like, I guess if I had asked for one that's different, but like an air purifier? What the I heck? I know. I know. I love this. Like, I mean, everybody's been the kid that has been looking for their Christmas presents or their holiday presents. Like, yeah. we've all been there. Um, the the hunt is part of the fun of it. And the fact that, like, oh, like, the Monica always bests us. Like, we'll yeah. never find it. And the fact that it's, like, always is hidden in that bench where it's, like, Rachel was living there for so many years and she, she never knew I mean, it was hollow. It makes sense because she didn't even know where, like, the dustpan was when they lived together. Like, Rachel yeah. doesn't go looking for that stuff, you no, know? No, 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 no. So, I loved that storyline. That was a great storyline. Obviously, the routine is the best thing in the galaxy. Like, nothing is funnier than the routine. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, like, they watch it and they're like, oh, we, like, we didn't make it on, like... Yeah. You know, I just think it was really, really good. Yeah, I think I like that this, I mean, it has like its fair share of like holiday Christmassy stuff. And like, even though half of it is New Year's, I forgive it because it's still of that time period where it's like between Christmas and New Year's. And I just love the Ross and Monica stuff. Like, I have this at uh, above all the rest we've already discussed. I agree. Yeah. Okay, good. Kind of a no-brainer. The routine just kills me. The like, routine, I, I just, think, like, the routine is just, like, top-tier, like, friends content. Yeah, yeah. I just, I love the the song gets in my head. It's like, boys, the trouble with boys. <laughs> Have like, you ever tried dancing to the routine? 
No, no, I no. never have. I feel like I, feel like I, I might be able it. to, I was going to say, I might be able to remember it offhand, but like, I, I know some of the steps, just like the order they go in, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. Um, next episode we have to discuss um, is after, let's take a quick break from our, for, for ads, and then we'll come back and we will talk through season seven's episode of Friends. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, um, next up, a classic, season seven, the one with the holiday armadillo. Holiday armadillo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this the only, like, so Hanukkah episode. I mean, there's mention of Hanukkah before in the other episodes. Um, the thing is, is that, like, yes, like, Ross and Monica are Jewish. Um, mm-hmm. That's always been a part of their storyline. Ben is half Jewish. Are they full Jewish? I don't even. I don't even know. Uh, yes, they yeah. are. Okay, Rach- I believe that um, Monica and Ross are. Yes. So yeah, Ben is half Jewish. This is the first holiday episode that we see Ben as well, which I feel like is so weird. Like you would think that Ross would be spending time with his kid on. Christmas. I mean, I feel like Ben is hardly ever in any episodes. So like Emma, no, even Emma's, not even a Emma's in a ton. Yeah, but so- Ben is like not around a lot of the time. Yeah. Which I guess they're divorced, so I suppose maybe it's the, you know, Carol and Susan have custody of him during um, Christmas. Christmas. But yeah, I guess that kind of would make sense. But um, so he's going to have Ben for the holidays and he wants to teach Ben about their Jewish heritage. And he wants to tell him about the story of Hanukkah. And Ben is kind of like... I mean, it's no secret Hanukkah blows in comparison to Christmas, in my professional opinion. Um, my edge, like I have lived through it. So, um, and Ben doesn't want to learn about Hanukkah. Like he, yeah, he likes, just keeps asking about Santa. <laughs> yeah, like and apparently, like Susan dresses up like Santa, and like he's very, very like centered on Santa, and like Ross, like keeps trying to tell him the story of Hanukkah, and he just like checks out like he doesn't want to listen so he kind of gives in and he's like you know what like fine like i will dress up like santa um and he like goes like the day before christmas to a costume Far shop too late to and try of course to get a there's santa no outfit. santa costumes so he winds up with an armadillo costume this is outrageous the <laughs> fact that this show was like putting david schwimmer in this outfit like there's no co- i've never seen an armadillo outfit no. quite like this one no. with, like the tail being like six feet long <laughs> it's, the, it's honestly the tail that sends me over the edge <laughs> when he shuffles inside yes. and the little tail like swishes back and forth it's definitely the tail that sends yeah. you it's his nose it's the, the voice that he the puts holiday on armadillo. Holiday armadillo. but like why is he not the hanukkah armadillo I don't I think it's because he says when he walks in he's supposed to be like non-denominational he's a uh, representation holiday. of Santa in the southern states. Yes, yeah. So maybe I I don't know, but it's it's very funny like 
um, he's tr- he ends up trying to teach Ben about Hanukkah. And of course, every single time he starts talking about the Maccabees, he gets interrupted. So Chandler comes in in a big Santa costume um, that he got from like a co-worker or a friend um, because he heard Ross was struggling, which is like very kind, very nice very, for him yeah, to do very, that. He's very nice. And he comes in. He's like bad Santa. You know that movie, Bad Santa? Yes. With yeah. that like weird old guy yeah um so he's like kind of like sassy and he's like uh weird turtle like man and like he they kind of have to like (laughs) save face um and then joey comes in in a superman costume and um i and it's kind of sad because like ben is like like ross is trying to get like Chandler out of there because he wants to tell a story and he's like look I like am trying to do this um and Ben is like I don't want Santa I don't want the the armadillo to be here like why can't Santa stay yeah he's like what was I bad why why isn't Santa gonna stay so um eventually we get uh the holiday armadillo telling the story of Hanukkah to Santa Ben and Superman um, Phoebe comes in and she's just like, I understand why Superman is here, but why is there a porcupine at Easter Bunny's funeral? <laughs> yeah. That's a classic line. One of the other funny beats is when Monica is like, can't you keep the costume like for like tonight? And he's oh, like, really? Santa Santa? Costume. Yeah. She's like into it. Yeah. Like, she's Monica. like, did you? And he was like, did your dad ever dress up like Santa? And she's like, no. And she's like, then he's it's like, fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. A very cute storyline. Yeah. I love, I mean, obviously the, ho- the holiday armadillo is probably it's a Kind of like, you know how like when you think of the Thanksgiving Friends episodes, you have the vision of the turkey head? Yeah. With this, you have the vision of the holiday armadillo. I completely agree. Yeah, 100% I think of the holiday armadillo to the point where I think I've told this before, but like Will for an advent thing last year got, got me a stuffed animal armadillo and he bought like a little Christmas hat and he glued it on the armadillo's head so that I would have a holiday armadillo to like put out as decoration. Like that's how much I love the holiday armadillo. Yeah. Very yeah. cute. Um, but yes, meanwhile, um, Phoebe. So in the meantime, Phoebe and Rachel used to live together in Phoebe's apartment. They had a fire um, caused by, I believe it was caused by Rachel's straightening iron or Phoebe's incense. I can't remember which. I think um, that the, the thing is, is that they kept blaming they kept blaming Rachel. each other yeah they kept blaming each other and I think they were like it's definitely Rachel's like iron but it wound up being Phoebe's incense it's probably correct um so regardless Joey and and Rachel have been living together in Joey's apartment and Phoebe had moved in with Monica and Chandler so it's finally time Phoebe's apartment is ready but she's jealous because she doesn't think Rachel wants to leave Joey's because she's been having so much fun so she's trying to sabotage (laughs) them Uh, first she gets Joey a drum set which backfires on her because he loves it and so does Rachel Mm -hmm. um and then she gets him a tarantula which apparently Rachel Aller also loves. I I love that Rachel loves tarantulas. Um, I yeah. What a very strange storyline for I her. Know. What like who knew that like one of the main Christmas icons are tarantulas? Because we talked about tarantulas yes. in Home Alone. Tarantulas are in this holiday. Apparently, episode. they're everywhere. You know what? I started searching Google for how much tarantulas cost because I started getting inspired. I kind of want one. Ma'am. First of all, I need to know how much they cost. 
like $99. I mean, I wonder what the upkeep maintenance is like on them. Like, what do they eat? Um, Ants? Like grasshoppers? Oh. I I like them. I think they're they're little spiders. I don't understand how you have a fear of mice and yet tarantulas are okay. I like tarantulas. I think my problem is when things have so many legs. I think anything more than like four legs and I think I'm out on it. No, no. Tarantulas are super cute. Um, Rachel likes them too. Joey's afraid of the tarantula. Um, I love that storyline for him. Like he he literally like runs away. He's not having it. Wait, Rachel loves tarantulas because she had one as a kid, but it was eaten by her cat, which then killed her cat. Yeah, Rachel should not have pets. I think it's what we've learned. <laughs> no, Rachel sucks at pets. Um, so, yeah, so eventually, um, Rachel and Phoebe, she like Rachel figures out what Phoebe's doing. They go back to Phoebe's apartment to check it out. And it turns out that, like, when her grandmother had owned that apartment, she illegally made it into two bedrooms. It was only intended to be a one-bedroom apartment. And they knocked down the wall. So it's only a one-bedroom again. And so Phoebe's like, oh, well, I guess I'll stay here because the bedroom is, like, massive now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Rachel, of course, ends up staying with Joey. And, like, that is the end of uh, of that storyline. Yeah. So what are your um thoughts on Ooh. where this one should go? So, like, ultimately, okay, so I am kind of back and forth if I want this in – um, the one spot or the two spot and ultimately it comes down to for me is the holiday armadillo better than the routine that's exactly in, like, what my mind went as well yes like as in like the physical holiday armadillo better than the physical routine okay and i don't know like what do i think <laughs> is more like iconic probably the holiday armadillo what makes me laugh more probably the routine but then again i'm thinking about the holiday armadillo's tail and it goes swish swish and it makes me it's so funny to me yeah i think i think in my opinion where i land is like as much as i love the routine i also love the holiday armadillo and it's more christmasy yeah, I did have the holiday armadillo in my one spot, but I think like the routine is a very close second for me. I agree. That's that was my one and two as well. But I want to put the holiday armadillo, give it that top billing because I think mm-hmm. like it's just so ridiculous and outlandish. And like that image makes me giggle. Like the image of David Schwimmer as a ginormous armadillo and the fact that he chose an armadillo out of all the things you could possibly choose, he chose an armadillo <laughs> is ridiculous and hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very, very iconic. Like you, it is. Th- everybody thinks uh, if you think about like a friend's holiday episode, you're thinking about the hol- the yeah. holiday armadillo. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um So next episode we have is the season eight episode, um, the one with Monica's boots, season eight, episode 10. Um, What is that not the name of it? Why are you making a face? I didn't watch that. Oh, no. Which one did you watch? The one with Ross's step forward. (laughs) The one with Ross's step forward. Oh, that was on your list. Did I watch the wrong one? You sent me a list and I followed your list. Maybe I did watch the wrong one. Hold on. Let me look what this. This is going to be very funny. I'm leaving all of this in because this is ridiculous. 
Um, Joey wants to take Rachel to dinner on a pretend date to practice his dating skills, but he develops romantic feelings towards her. Monica, Phoebe, and Chandler are addicted to Mrs. Pac-Man. What does that have to do with Christmas? That's what you watched. No, I watched the one with Ross's step forward. That's literally the synopsis online for the one with no, Ross's Ross step forward. No, pictures of him and Mona on Rockef- at Re- Rockefeller Center. And Mona wants to send out Christmas cards. <gasps> oh, you're right. I did watch the wrong one. I mean, that's fine. I know. I know these episodes well enough to know exactly what episode this is. Yes. What was the so, boots? The boots is the one. I must have gotten my signals crossed. You so literally, the, Jessica, you literally sent me a no, list of things to watch. And I followed I did. your list. Well, the problem was, is as we were watching, Will kept saying, oh, all of them are episode 10. So I just kept putting on the 10th episode. But it's not every single one. So thank you. So now Will. you're blaming Will. Yes, because he's the one who told me what episodes. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just, I've seen this I just episode. followed your list. I was like, OK, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. All right, so I know this episode well enough where I definitely can slot it without needing to rewatch it anyway. So that's my mistake. But why don't you talk us through Ross and Mona's story? Yeah, so I have no fucking clue who Mona is, but you don't remember who Mona is? Uh, no. So he meets Mona at uh, Ross meets Mona at Chandler and Monica's wedding. Okay, so we got Mona. Ross and Mona took pictures of themselves at Rockefeller Center, and Mona wants to take a picture um, and send a holiday card to her friends, which makes Roz panic because it's like they're kind of a new relationship and this is like too fast. They've only been him. dating for a few months. To yeah. me, this is outlandish. Yeah. So he so she he admits that he feels like it's a little too soon. And she's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, that sounds fine, but we should have the talk about where this relationship is going, which freaks Ross out even more because he doesn't want to have the talk. Um, and they're, they kind of try to tell him, like, look, like, these are some things that you can do, like, for a next step in your relationship. You can give Mona a key or you can tell her that, I love, that you love her or you can do, like, whatever. And he's like, no, like, I, I don't feel comfortable with that either so um ultimately he decides to give mona a key because that's better than the conversation that's better than a mixtape and it's better than saying i love you but then he gives her her his only key so then he has to hire a locksmith to change out the keys and of course that's when mona comes in is like you're giving me all these mixed signals i have no clue what you want like you give me your key and then you change the locks like this makes this is horrible to do to somebody yeah, and he's just like, look, like, and then, like, he does the Ross thing where he, like, overcompensates, and then he's like, I love you, and then she's like, I love spending time with you, which is kind of, like, what Phoebe Ugh. and Monica said, like, that's, like, the worst thing that you could say. It is, yeah. So, that relationship's not going very well. Um, no. Meanwhile, Rachel's pregnant with Emma, which is interesting, because, like, Mona is dating Ross, but, like, Rachel's pregnant with his baby. And I well, guess Rachel, it's not part of the conversation. So, Rachel finds out she's pregnant at Chandler and Monica's wedding. And that is where Wa- Ross meets Mona. Does so, she, so does Ross know it's her his baby yet? Um, 
do 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 yes i believe so but then i guess mona doesn't care that he's having a baby with somebody else um i mean she cares but i don't think that like i don't know i think she's like fine with it it. yeah so essentially rachel is in the fourth month of her pregnancy and she is in the mood constantly (laughs) Um, and it kind of like fizzles to like the fact that like she just wants to sleep with somebody, anybody. And then you kind of get like the end where she, um, like Phoebe tries to set her up with like this weird guy (laughs) and it's like, she's just going to come in and have sex with her. Just some random guy. Random like guy named Roger and like that's not it. And then like at the very end of the episode, you get like a little like, foreshadowing that like Joey is developing feelings for Rachel because like yes. they kind of have like this like should we like should we not like this is so weird like it'll ruin our friendship but like yeah. we kind of like just want to hook up they ultimately decide not to but it was a little bit of like touch and go there for a second yeah yep. yes and um and then we have the Chandler storyline where Chandler's boss Doug who is like horrible um he's truly terrible um they invite Chandler and Monica with him and his wife they're Mm -hmm. not divorced or whatever Mm -hmm. um to dinner um and he tells Doug that Monica and him got divorced so that she won't have to go she really 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 doesn't want to go um and so he like wants to take him to a bunch of bars and strip clubs and all of that um and yeah it was it's a whole it's a whole thing Chandler like hates this he doesn't have a good time yeah um no because the boss is insufferable and misogynistic and a big jerk off and Monica doesn't want to like go out with him and he's forced into this and it's very uncomfortable um I Honestly, I didn't like this episode. I don't think there was any part of this episode that I enjoyed. Like, I didn't like the Frost storyline. I didn't like the Rachel storyline. Didn't like the Chandler storyline. So, um, unsurprisingly, this is, like, kind of on the bottom for me. Um, after Girl from Poughkeepsie. You didn't even watch the episode, so. No, but now I, I know what one it is. And I agree. Like, there isn't much here for me. Especially because... Um, I really don't care for the Rachel Joey stuff when it comes up. And so that's, I know we're leaning into that. Um, I just, yeah, there's not much here to enjoy. So I would yeah. agree to put this one last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't enjoy it. And then we have our last of the Friends holiday episodes, the one with Christmas in Tulsa. This is a season nine episode, episode 10. So back to the episode 10 See? Uh, thing. Confusing. Yeah. Um, gosh, now this is a clip show. Uh, so it's like, let's take like all of our best moments from all the other episodes and just put in a clip show. And sandwiched in between the clip show, we have Chandler at his job in Tulsa, um, and he has to spend Christmas there. And I guess he's been spending a lot of time away from Monica, which, like, really sucks. Um, And during this, he gets seduced by Wendy, who is played by Selma Blair. Um, And Wendy is trying to make a pass on him. 
and Monica is jealous. Um, and then basically Chandler decides that he does not want this job. Uh, he wants to be home and he decides to quit his job and come home with to his friends and his family. Yeah, um, clip shows are dumb. I don't really care for clip shows. They're just repeating everything we've already seen. We see a lot of like old Christmas episodes that obviously we both just watched. Um, And then we also see a lot of moments with like him and Monica, their relationship starting and evolving and all of that. Um, I don't like how Monica's jealous and doesn't trust Chandler. I don't like how he quits his job without talking to her about it first. Um, Not a lot to like this episode besides this is the end of the Chandler and Tulsa saga which is like when you're watching the whole season it's kind of nice to know that that part is over um but to me this episode falls in last place simply because it's a clip show and there's just like not a a lot of new content to mine here yeah I agree with that I have it um in the last spot as well as number eight I was gonna put in my first watch I put step forward after this but Mm -hmm. on my second watch I was like no you know what I can't even I can't even sit through this again so no like I I I will not I like I will never go back to the one with Christmas in Tulsa there's no no redeeming qualities to it. I just there don't really like it. isn't. I like how like there was like a reference to Rachel exchanging all of her holiday gifts, which is like yes. kind of like an infamous thing. Like we talked about that in a Thanksgiving episode. And she um, returns her birthday gifts too. Like it's not just Christmas. It's like yeah. everything that don't, she gets, she's gonna return. Don't, don't give Rachel a gift. Give her a yeah. gift card. Uh so yeah, like I think that it's kind of rotten that this is like the last um, holiday episode and yeah. it's not very good. It's kind of interesting because for me, I feel like it starts off these holiday episodes as like, pre- like pretty good. And then in the middle, the seasons six and seven are the high points. And then it like falls off the deep end. Yeah, exactly. It's very strange because personally for me I when I watched Friends like when I rewatch it seasons like two through five are like my favorites usually um and so it's interesting that seven and six are like the top two for me yeah um I mean eight and nine not surprising that they're very low down because uh, to me anything past season like eight of Friends is like not as good as the other stuff um but I'm also shocked that we're on the same page so much because I remember the Thanksgiving one like we had a lot of like different opinions on like where things should fall but we're like pretty much in lockstep on this yeah one. pretty much so ultimately um let's just kind of go through our rankings at number eight we have the one with christmas in tulsa mm-hmm. number seven the one with ross's step forward number six the one with the girl in poughkeepsie number five the one with the inappropriate sister number four the one with phoebe's dad number three the one where rachel quits number two the one with routine and our um the shit 90s shows taught me definitive Best Friends holiday episode is the one with the holiday armadillo. <laughs> so good. Um, so good. So good. If you want to hear our rankings for the Thanksgiving episodes, check out last year's episode. Um, I mean, there's still things to rank. I was thinking maybe we can rank the weddings. I was thinking that maybe we can rank 
there are like a good amount of New Year's episodes. We can always do that. Yeah. Um, we can do births. Uh, so there's, births. there's there's plenty of things to rank with friends. Mm-hmm. We still have, yeah, there's still friends content to mine. It'll just be not as much holiday oriented. Like there's probably some Valentine's Day stuff, but not like a ton. Yeah. Um, so if you have suggestions. Ooh, breakups. Breakups. Yep. Not if you have suggestions, good. send them in uh, shit90spod.com or shit90spod at gmail.com. Um, if you have any ideas for anything like that, if you made lists yourselves, made rankings yourselves, definitely send those in. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at shit90spod. Um, that would be fun to look through after the fact. But yeah, Friends is always like a nostalgic favorite for me. Um, I, I mean, like not everything ages that well, obviously, like a lot of like the fat shaming with Monica, like especially in a couple of these episodes is not great. Um, but I still I still love it despite its flaws. Um, I, I think it's like a very fun, nostalgic look back. But if I had to recommend a group of holiday episodes, definitely the Thanksgiving ones are better than the Christmas ones. But not mm-hmm. they're not bad episodes. Some are better than others. Your mileage may vary. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So what else? So, yeah. So this is our last um, holiday themed podcast for the year. I can't believe it's uh, it's almost over already. It's wild. I know. I know. It's pretty crazy. Um, I hope that you guys once again are having a wonderful holiday season for January. Um, We have more bonus content coming up. We'll we'll uh, we'll hint at it at a later date mm-hmm. um but you know keep your eyes peeled for that of course we have our weekly boy meets world and dawson's creek content we have um we covered the santa claus with jd and home alone with Chappelle this year yes both um, very funny podcasts very good um we also covered the pilot of the sex in the city reboot and just like that that was a good time very busy December. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jess said, catch us at Shit 90s Pod. You can catch me at Sarah Ferguson. Uh, Jess, what are you up to? Um, as always, you can always catch me over at Posher Recaps, podcasting about community and succession. Succession just ended and we just recorded a wrap up. Um, so that should be out by the time this is released. Uh, yeah, like tons of tons of stuff always going on. Um, so you can find me at the Jess Sterling. I'm always tweeting, retweeting whatever I am on. Um, but I think that's that's all we have. So thank you all for listening to us this year. Um, if you only listen to bonus content, then we'll say it here just in case you don't hear us on Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek. But we appreciate you listening, um, showing us support in whichever way you can. Um, it's been a great year for the podcast. And I'm so excited to get into 2022 and see what other content we can create. Me too. Very exciting. Yes. So thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all in the new year. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me.